You know, not everybody needs to have or incorporate because let's face it, if you, you know, want to just take cash for a visit in someone's home or if you have a little office on the side or a place outside attached to your home or in the back there, if you have a special room for your sessions, I mean, you are in business essentially. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 41. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks again for all the emails and all the questions. And as of today, today is Sunday July 8th, 2018, we have well over 35,253 listeners to the show, and I'm super delighted that you guys are out there listening and getting good, valuable information, and I'm going to say it, as always, value is what you get in the absence of money, and these podcasts are very free for you, so if you wouldn't mind, please go to the Android or iOS platform of your choice, and please leave me some good five-star feedback. I recently got some good feedback from a listener, and it was just really nice to see that she's getting the help that she's needed to start her own speech therapy private practice, and she's been at it over a year now, and she says she goes back and listens to the podcast and you know, to get that motivation and information. So it's just really nice to have you on board. And also, if you're new to the show, welcome. And I hope you find everything you're looking for here at the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. Now, what makes this a little bit different is we are managing and running and owning clinics here in Tucson, Arizona. We've got two businesses, an outpatient speech therapy and occupational therapy business soon to be physical therapy here in Tucson, Arizona. We also have a home and community-based, you know, like a home health type business that we run. And so between both of those businesses, we actively employ over 35 full-time and part-time therapists. And we see many kids and help adults every single month. So we're really making a difference. And so when I first started the podcast, I wanted to get this information out to you guys because when I wanted to start my own business, I really couldn't find anything on the internet about starting or growing your own speech therapy private practice. I found some PDFs and things like that, but it just really didn't make sense to me. So this is my way of giving back to my listener base and just letting you guys know that I appreciate you being out there and listening and supporting me. So I try to give you guys that value that you're looking for. And not only am I trying to help you guys, I'm trying to set and lead by example by actively running multiple businesses here. So that way you can see that I'm not working other places. I'm not working on the side at a school or nursing home. You know, I'm running this machine and that's what I've been up to for the last 11 years of my life. So I dedicated myself to this. I saved up 
about eight thousand bucks. I think it's about eight thousand bucks. And I jetted. I left those nursing homes and said, never again. So this is what I'm doing full time. And I hope you guys learn what you need to learn from me. And if you want more access, if you want a little bit more guidance and you want behind the scenes and monthly webinars, and if you even want a phone call with me on a weekly basis, that's available. It's called the Speech Therapy All Access Community. And if you go to privateslp.com forward slash coaching, you'll see the sign up form there. If you don't see a sign up form immediately, you might see an apply now button. Certain times of the year, I have the community open for new members, but I really try these days to hand select people that I know will be a good fit. We just did our last webinar. Well, I was traveling and I couldn't get to my monthly live webinar with others. So what I did was I was showing the members how to make a very good high converting website for their speech therapy private practice business. And I was doing that with some Thrive plugins, Thrive Themes plugins. And I'll leave that link at the bottom of this show so you can see there is an easier way to make websites. And I mean, if you want to spend extra money, you can hire a programmer at Upwork or something like that or Fiverr.com. And that's a very good way to do it. But if you're more hands-on, it's very simple. And judging by the comments in the all-access community, I know that the members have really enjoyed that video. So that was the training this past month, and there's tons of trainings in there. So if that interests you, just go to privateslp.com forward slash coaching. And I also want to tell you, I have a space available for the perfect student. If that interests you, there's a link at privateslp.com forward slash coaching for that as well. I got an email recently from a gentleman named Matt, and he wanted to know about sole proprietorship versus an LLC or a corporation. And it was a very good question because he is working at a nursing home right now, but he also sees kids on the side, just private clients. And and that's a great question. And it got me thinking, you know, not everybody needs to have or incorporate because let's face it, if you, you know, want to just take cash for a visit in someone's home, or if you have a little office on the side or a place outside attached to your home or in the back there, if you have a special room for your sessions, I mean, you are in business essentially. So there's nothing wrong with being a sole proprietor. It's really nothing special you have to do. You can put all of the money in a separate bank account under your name, and you can take that money, put it in a separate bank account. You can pay your business expenses out of that separate account, or you know you can actually co-mingle those funds into your own personal checking account because, again, it is not a separate entity or anything of the sort. You know, an example, I have been a sole proprietor with my uh, real estate since 1999-2000. I have purchased duplexes and triplexes in my own name and A lot of people say, oh, you know, you're going to get sued. You're exposing yourself to increased liability. Well, I've had these properties for a long, long, long time. And number one, I treat people well and treat people with respect. 
And, you know, accidents do happen, but that's what insurance is for. I've got liability insurance and umbrella policies. I got the veil going. I got that corporate veil thing going without the corporation. When I was living in New Zealand, I had a personal manager managing four houses in New Orleans, uptown uh, there for me. And I remember there was a lady, she ignited the gas water heater in one of the upstairs homes on Pine and Spruce, uptown New Orleans there, uh, by Tulane University. And she made a mistake and she suffered some burn damages. And, you know, that was really sad. It was very scary. And I had a licensed plumber come out and look at that water heater and everything was, you know, obviously it was in code and appropriate. And I offered to pay some of her medical bills. She didn't want that. She wasn't one of those types of people who wanted to sue or anything. She just uh, wanted to make sure that that water heater was operational. And yes, it was. It was a functioning, you know, operating water heater. She just tried to light the gas water heater incorrectly. But, you know, all that to say this, it's just another example of exposure and liability. There's always going to be liability and increased exposure in anything you do. And that right there is what stops a lot of people from taking a jump and doing what they want to do for themselves. And that's that comfort zone that people get when they, I think, just work for other people. Everybody's an expert these days. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, you're going to get sued. Well, I had basically a lady with the water heater incident, you know, and I didn't get sued. You know, I was, I, I tried to help the lady and I did the right thing because I believe that comes back to you. And I've had apartments and real estate for years in my own name. My sources tell me that me as in, my sources say that it's okay if you want to see a few private clients on the side and be a sole proprietor. There's nothing wrong with that. You can check with your lawyer. You can check with your CPA. In my experience, it's the same personal tax return. You will just show a different schedule, which is a different piece of paper on your personal tax return. So for me, each property address has its own schedule in my personal tax form, and that lists the income and the expenses and things like that. So your business and your private practice, you know, your part-time private practice would be something, just a different schedule on your tax return. So it's really simple is my point about all of this rambling, because I want you guys to see that it's not that scary, because If you want to have a private practice, you've got to do something and make that move. You got to get into action and get it going. Because if you don't, 2018 will pass you by, 2019, 2020, next thing you know, it's over. So get it while you can and start. Now, you can also start a corporation, and that's okay too. And I've talked about that many times before, and that's when you simply incorporate. You can do it online. You can find a paralegal in town. It's cheap. You have your articles of incorporation. You take that article of incorporation. You announce it to the world. After you announce it to the world there, you know, locally via newspaper or a little ad or something, You uh, apply to the IRS and get a tax ID number. You take all that articles incorporation in your tax ID to the bank, get your separate account, and there you go. But now that is a different tax return. That's not just one page on your personal taxes. That's more expensive. That's when you have to, 
you know, file a separate tax return with that separate tax ID number, that entity. Now, you know, that's doable too. It just depends on where you want to take it. When I started, I didn't want to see, you know, a few people on the side or work from home in my socks and fuzzy socks and drink coffee and see people on the internet and, you know, do voice therapy, whatever. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to start a business and have employees and pay taxes and have rent and have expenses and take insurances and credential and bill. And, you know, a lot of people call that a headache and it's scary. Yeah, it is. It's a big deal. But really, if you do it right and if you set it up appropriately from the get-go, you can have this. Don't forget, it's a mind thing. It's like the little boy who would take the baseball, he'd throw it up, and he would throw that ball, and he would swing that bat. And right before he swung the bat, he says, you know, I'm going to be the best batter, you know, the United States has ever seen, and he misses it. And then he takes that ball, and then he throws it back up, and he swings, and he misses it, you know, as he's saying, I'm going to be the best batter that, you know, the United States has ever seen. And he takes that ball again. He won't give up. And he throws that ball up. And he says to himself, I'm going to be the best batter, you know, the United States has ever seen. And he just swings and he misses again. And then he takes that ball again and he throws it up. And he says, I'm going to be the best pitcher the United States has ever seen. That's motivation. And that's what you got to do. You don't give up. It's a mind thing. You just change your way of thinking and you just do this. So I hope this has been helpful, you know, sole proprietorship versus LLC or corporation, because, you know, either way, you got to start. So that's the scary thing for a lot of people. But if you need help, that's why I'm here. If you need help with credentialing, we do that too. We do billing services as well. PrivateSOP.com forward slash billing. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit PrivateSLP.com. 